1: Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here. Thank you so much for tuning into this weekend in into marbles. We got a great show in store for you. We're covering Atlanta and all three of its series making appearances there. We have Martinsville, the race, the first night race in Martinsville, as well as Indy's return to Texas. Let's get into it. String scheduling continues here at Marbles, but we are so happy that you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Beamer across the table from Preston Mood. Preston, how's it going?
0: It's going well.
1: All right, man. Well, we have a lot to talk about, a lot of interesting things this week. Racing, IndyCar has returned to Texas. Barnesville had its first night race ever. And Atlanta, all three series at Atlanta. And now we're looking forward to Homestead and...
0: We get all three series again this weekend.
1: Yeah, and quadruple header. Yes. Four races going on this weekend. Who's
0: who's racing two? Is it the truck series? Xfinity
1: is racing two.
0: Okay, it's Xfinity.
1: Yep, Xfinity's racing two. We're going to get into all that. But first of all, first and foremost, how's it been, buddy?
0: Things are well. Good. Sort of. But it's uh, a lot of moving parts like usual. Right. Just uh, got an MRI coming up.
1: All right, best of luck to that.
0: On medications, no longer on them, though. Well, that's good. Well, we'll see if it, it wasn't really so good to begin with, so. Oh, man. I ended it a little early, let's put it that way.
1: Well, we're under a T-boomer here in Somerville, South Carolina right yeah. now.
0: It's really, it's really but, going down out there. But we're really excited <laughs> here.
1: We finally have YouTube figured out. Yes, as far as that, so, finally. folks, if you're listening to this, go on our YouTube channel. Next week, I'll post it online on Facebook and Twitter, where you can find us. And it should be out by then. Then you could actually see the show, and hopefully, put them out. Get to the point where we can put them out in conjunction with each other. Right. It's going to take a lot of editing from one person. Bear with us. At least we got it going on. Yeah. I can't, I'm excited though.
0: Oh yeah, uh, progress is being made. Progress it is, is it being is.
1: made. We are also launching a Twitch channel. Oh, are we Twitch.tv TV slash Into Marbles Two forward slash the Marbles Two. Okay. We were going to do it yesterday with Charlie. Mm. He just started racing. He's going to, he raced in the rookie class, and I spotted for him. We've got to clear some stuff up on his end as far as sound and getting everything squared away. But that went well. Initial test went well. I'll show you the video later, and we'll post it up on YouTube. How did he do? He finished fourth, but he got into 14 accidents. 14 incidents.
0: Sorry, four, oh, my. Okay. All right. And when I say
1: incidents, he didn't spin out like 14 times. He but, got yeah. caught up in a wreck on lap one. Mm-hmm. Then he was trying to pass a guy, hit the apron, got loose, and into him. Oh, well. And, and he started running well. He finished. He was in seventh, and then he was slowly making his way up because people were messing up. And then this one guy, he's from New Zealand, I think, got mad and was hunting him down, and he wrecked him. Oh. Twice. Oh, and so it was so funny because I told him, watch out for this guy. Don't go anywhere near him because I know he's going to be trouble. Yeah. He then couldn't hear me. Hence, the we got to fix the issues before we oh, start okay. the spotter's I corner, as I'm going to call it, in the marbles.
0: I like that. I get it now. Okay. All right. So that's why.
1: But we have a lot of news. There's a lot going on. There's a lot, a lot of moving parts here in NASCAR. So we're going to go ahead and get into the news. All right. So the first piece of news I got, it's a really big piece, and it probably isn't what you're thinking. Homestead and Talladega are now slowly going to allow fans back. NASCAR fans are starting to come back to the track. Homestead and Talladega are going to be the first two tracks in order to do that. Homestead's only going to do it for the cup race. The two Xfinity races and the truck race are not going to have fans. Right. However, Homestead's going to have up to 1,000 guests in the stands, guests of the track. The track's owned by Miami, so... It looks like military personnel, up to a thousand, are going to be at the track. But Talladega is going to have up to five thousand fans in the stands. Yes, I'm sure they got to meet certain criteria.s I don't know. I've read somewhere they got to wear mask.
0: They do. I. I there was an article that came out about that. There's of course the mask. There's strict social distancing. There's no tailgating. There they can only bring in a certain size cooler.
1: Which and, is the rule um, anyway here yeah, and at food NASCAR? If you bring
0: in, it has to be already pre-packaged. Uh, they're So have if you make if you make
1: sandwiches, does yeah. that not count?
0: I, I mean I think it would count, wouldn't it?
1: I don't know. I always pack peanut butter and jelly sandwiches myself going to races. I find or just it easy.
0: Make hot dogs. Yeah.
1: Well, you can't tailgate.
0: Well, I mean, well, okay. So when you go when we go to Darlington, sometimes I'll either make them in the morning before we leave. It's in, you know it's only a two hour drive to the track or. We make them when we're there if we're tailgating there all day long. But, well,
1: hence to PB and J, slap a couple of pieces again. But I see your point, man. Yeah,
0: or we just swing by a grocery store and you know head to the frozen. Well, not the frozen section, but the deli section. You know they yeah, always make, have the make packages. some sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's there's a lot of rules to follow by it, but there are. I'm enough. sure people would be okay with that.
1: I, I would be too. I I wish I could go. I can't. Yeah, I could drive down to Miami. Could. I'm not going to. No. I could go to Talladega.
0: That's a long way to go.
1: And Even Talladega's not that bad.
0: I don't even know how far of a drive that is.
1: Not to me. It's about seven hours. Oh, Six, that's seven hours. It's not bad that's at fine. all.
0: It's fine. Right.
1: fine. All right. You got any news?
0: Yeah. So there's a, well, wait, whoa. Did you see that light come through the window there?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. I saw
0: that. All right.
1: We're, like I said, so, we're, we're literally right below a thunderstorm yeah. going through. Hopefully that doesn't hit and ruin anything. No,
0: let's hope not. So uh, Nashville Speedway. The host of ah, cup series yes. race next year, which is exciting because Maples has already been hitting me up saying, "Hey, you need to go ahead and plan to get up here next year." So, but did he invite me? Well, I think that was like kind of like an open invitation for both of us.
1: Okay, he opened an invitation for both of us. I'm sure. I'm happy about that. He stays
0: in the Knoxville area, so okay, not a not a bad drive over.
1: No, not I wouldn't say at all. But I'm looking forward to that. A lot of people say it's the wrong Nashville track. But I see expansion right there. They're taking away a Dover race to go there, Mm -hmm. which is fine by me. Dover is an okay race, but I think limiting it to one a year is more than enough. I
0: could be okay with that, with just with one.
1: I'd be be okay with a lot of tracks just having one event for a year.
0: So, um, according to Twitter, um, a lady I follow, Jenna Fryer, who is a reporter did a piece saying that Tony Stewart's not going to race in the Xfinity Series. I road saw that. Course. Yep. So that's another big piece. Well, I, I thought it was a pretty big piece of news. I guess he was just doing that for the fans, but since they're not going to have any fans, yeah. since after, after Talladega, they've already announced that there's
1: yeah, read, races after that will not happen. I any read fans that, still. too, that Indianapolis is not having fans for the Indianapolis Grand Prix coming on July 4th, as well as the Cup race mm-hmm. going on that same weekend. That's unfortunate. And I don't blame Tony Stewart for backing out. If he's doing it for the fans and the fans aren't going to be there, why spend the money and do that? Right,
0: right, exactly. Do that. So Jeff Gluck also talked about John Bobo and NASCAR would, you know, he didn't want to talk about he wanted He declined to say one way or another whether anyone was testing positive for COVID-19 or not right yet in NASCAR, which I guess Jeff Gluck is trying to raise some questions as to is anybody really testing or do they just not want to say anything about it?
1: I don't know, that's a conspiracy theory that sounds like to me from Jeff Gluck.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I enjoy Jeff Gluck's pieces that he comes out
1: with. No, he so. comes out with some good stuff, but I don't read too much into it to and be honest of, with and you. And of
0: course we, you know, the other big piece of news that came out yesterday, NASCAR banning Confederate flags from tracks now.
1: We're going to get more into that on the Hayman segment.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Because right. I feel that's more of a Hayman type right. deal. Well, piece. do you
0: have a Opinion on it.
1: You'll see during Heyman. Stay okay. tuned for Heyman. Right. Okay, because well, that sounds good then. It's uh, but speaking of that, and, and coming kind of a related story, Richard, Richard Petty Motorsports considering renewing Bubba Wallace's contract through twenty twenty one.
0: Okay, I did not hear about that.
1: And the last two seasons, I guess, decent for Bubba Wallace. I want to say he's a yeah. Like a lot of people will be going after him, right? As far as his talent wise. In 2018, one top five, six DNFs, average finish at 24.5. 2019, slightly better, average finish at 24, 23.9, sorry, with one top five and three DNFs. In 2020, he's looking decent, but he, he's still not up there for me. And the last piece of news I have, IndyCar officials officially talking to Ferrari being a third manufacturer in IndyCar racing.
0: Yes, I did hear about that. That's, I think that's pretty big.
1: That made me watch Indy a little more because it's just two competitors. You have Honda and Chevy. Mm-hmm. And we complain about three competitors or three manufacturers in the Cup Series or in NASCAR in general. Right. Imagine just having Chevy and Ford.
0: Oh, yeah. I you would feel want okay
1: Toyota that. to come in. You would want somebody else to come in. You would want and, Dodge
0: to come back. Right.
1: And everybody, I think everybody would like Dodge to come back. But that's official right now for, they're in the talks. No word yet on when or if it will happen. But that's all the news I have, man. You have anything else?
0: I've got nothing else. I, I'll have something to add into your Heyman okay. at some point, too. But I have to find it again. Because I saw it this morning, and I meant to save it. And I lost it again. But I knew exactly where to find it. Okay.
1: Well, that being said, we're going to go ahead and head into NASCAR.
2: Green, green, green.
1: We had a weekend and week of great racing. Atlanta and Martinsville, all three series at Atlanta. We're going to start off with the truck series here because I thoroughly enjoyed the truck race. How about you?
0: Truck race was pretty good. I liked it. I mean, I just enjoyed having all three series over the weekend. And yeah, it was great. I recorded all three races to go back and watch again. But, yes, the truck series was a very good race, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and what I it started off boring for me because Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott were both in it. In fact, Kyle Busch finished... Stage one in first, Elliott in second. Kyle Bush did win stage two, but after that, both of those trucks did not run well competitively the rest of the day. A heartbreak for Austin Hill. Yeah. Leading there. And I believe it was Chase Elliott who brought out that final caution, causing the field to bunch back up, and Grant Infinger bounced.
0: Yep. I mean, hey, when you got the opportunity to bounce, I'm, you get it.
1: I'm glad a cup driver didn't win. Congratulations to Grant Infinger for his second career victory. Second win of the season, I should say. I I thought it was a great race. Right there at the end, where no cup drivers were involved, it was just the trucks. Top ten ended up like this: Grand and Finger, Austin Hills, Ross or Christian Eckes. Sorry, Todd Giddelein, Zane Smith, Ross Chastain, Derek Krauss, Brett Moffitt, who's having a great run. Yeah, those femur fractures aren't. Where would he be if you wouldn't tell? If you would have told me he broke his, if I didn't know, and you told me that, I would have said I could have never told the difference. Right. Ben Rhodes and Stuart Friesen rounding out the top ten. Congratulations to Infinger, Austin Hill. You'll get him, buddy.
0: (laughs) One day. You'll get him.
1: (laughs) And I thought he was going to win it. That would have been great to see a Georgia kid win in Atlanta. But here's how I rated the race. Uh, Unpredictability. I gave it a seven because at first I thought it was going to be
0: another Kyle, another Kyle Busch or
1: Chase Elliott show. Mm -hmm. Intensity there at the end. This mainly comes from the end. Intensity a nine memorability in 8, competitiveness 9, and excitement in 8 for an overall truck race rating of 8.2.
0: I like that. It's a pretty good one.
1: What what do you got?
0: I just, overall, probably like a 7.8. Like you said, start out slow, but towards the end, that's when, you know, it seems like things kind of pick back up towards the end anyways, especially when you have that last caution and then you have the pass at the end, which was really good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. People were talking about, I mean, I saw articles about when will Atlanta be repaved? Does it need to be repaved? and I mean quite honestly, I think people a lot of drivers like to drive on it I mean it's when it gets hot, it gets slick, you can see everybody fighting the wheel in there. It's just one of those tracks that you, when you get there, you just have to do your work with it's kind of like Darlington you know you're not, you don't want to race the competitors too much. you have to race the track at the same right. time because I saw definitely a lot of it over the weekend on all three series it was
1: and I heard a lot of negative comments about particularly the Cup series, the Aero package and the track not being up to par right? to where once Kevin Harvick, and we'll get more into this, where he was out there in clean air, he was just gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But with this aero package, if you're out front, you're as good as gone unless you just have something go wrong or you run into lap traffic.
0: Or you get a caution.
1: Or you get a caution. Clean air means everything. Mm-hmm. But then we move on to the Xfinity race, and I really thought it was going to be an Austin-centric day. Not so fast. Winning stage one, <laughs> winning stage two. Couldn't really seal the deal, finish outside the top ten. A.J. Umdinger scores his first Oval victory. What a great moment for that guy. And very happy about that. He, he's been working hard. He, I've seen him win in Watkins Glen. We saw him win on, win on the Oval, so I've seen him win twice. Yeah. But he was never really a factor in, at an in Oval at all. No, not at all. But now I think he's a real deal in the Xfinity series. Watch for him to yeah come up and him. do stuff. But top ten go like this. AJ Allmendinger, Noah Gregskin, Justin Haley, Daniel Hemrick. Great run again for Daniel. Harrison Burden, Justin Allgaier, Ross Chastain, Brandon Jones, Chase Briscoe, and yeah. Alfredo, yeah. the fast Italian. Junior Motorsports still shines. Yes, they do. Daniel Hemrick's continuing to impress. He's going to miss one race this weekend. I think the Saturday race, because Dale Jr. is going to be racing in it. Oh, okay. So he's going to be sitting out a race, which then means Sunday he's going to start from the back of the field. But given this guy's consistency over the past few weeks, I got to say, I think he's going to go up to the front. I think he's going to be a factor. Mm -hmm. Once they find that X factor, he's going to do well. And we already covered AJ Allmendinger's first win. But here's how I rated the Xfinity race. Excitement, 8. Unpredictability, 8. Competitiveness eight, intensity eight, and memorability nine with an overall race rating of 8.2.
0: Okay. Eight for me. I I like how you've got your 8.2s in there.
1: You got to average them, man. (laughs) You can't just pick a number out of the air. You got to average them. Oh, well. All right. Then we go on to Sunday's race the Folds of Honor 500. I've always enjoyed this event. It's a fun racetrack. I love Atlanta. It's got a special place in my heart. And I really thought Truex was going to grab his first win of the season at Atlanta. But not meant to be. No. Toyota had a great run. Toyota drivers did, especially Kyle Busch, finishing second in Stage one, third in Stage 2. And th- but not sealing the deal there at the end.
0: No. Harvick again. That's why they called him a closer. But
1: Harvick had a great run all day. Finishing 5th in Stage one, sixth in Stage 2, and winning the race. Dominating performance. Nobody could really catch him. The track surface wouldn't really work with it. It really just, with the package and everything like that, it just really wouldn't work. But that's okay. Honorable mention to Ricky Stenhouse Jr., though, here for that race at Hidden Marbles, finishing 13th. I picked him to be a lot lower in the... In, uh, in the nascar on fox predictor and caroline got mad at me saying i thought he was going to do bad what's this i'm like i don't know well, uh, the freak just, freak show man Yeah,
0: just things happen weird things happen
1: but a great run for team penske all the way through that race again and we'll cover that again in martinsville they're just clicking on all cylinders team penske is doing really well Kevin Harvick gets his third win in Atlanta. That track means so much to him and so much to his fans and so much to NASCAR in general. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, in 2001, that's where Kevin Harvick sealed up his first career win in Dale Earnhardt's car. And then another thing I found interesting, 10 cars on the lead lap. He He was going... He was going fast. However, as much as I talk up that race, here's how I rated the cup race. Excitement, seven. Unpredictability, six. Harvick's out there. He's doing well. No cautions Harley. I'm, I'm used to NASCAR throwing a debris caution every 50 laps.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's not happening lately. Competitiveness, six. Intensity, six. Memorability, seven. With an overall cup rating, the lowest of that weekend, 6.4.
0: Wow, you really went way down there.
1: And that's not my fault. That's just how I rated the race, man. Okay, you can right. Why would you rate a landing?
0: I just i i gave it a seven point five. I mean, I went low too, but wow, not as stupid low as you there. Again, those are now. the
1: those those are the averages.
0: I mean, I was just happy to have racing on over the weekend again. So yep, I, I that's, was too. It that's was why great. It factors in for me.
1: We were originally going to do the show yesterday. Yes. However, you brought up a good point, Martinsville's Wednesday night. Let's just. Wait until that race is over and cover that. And we did watch it this morning because I was busy with Twitch stuff dealing with that. How do you enjoy it?
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved having night racing at Martinsville.
1: I thought it was great. I, I wish the fans would have been there because I would have definitely taken leave or vacation or something mm-hmm. to make it up there for the first night race in Martinsville. It stinks. And it's such a bummer for me that fans couldn't be part of that historical moment.
0: Right. I think, what what were they saying? That was the first race under the lights. And they had started racing in 1948, I believe it was, at Martinsville. I think that's what the stat was. That was their first race under the lights. And they'd been racing since 1948 there. So, a very cool moment. Yeah. I thought the race went very well. The first competition caution, which was at lap 60, I believe it was. Yep. Things were really weird for those first 60 laps. Let's put it that way. Some teams were way off in their setups, and some teams were on with their setups. NASCAR
1: brought a new tire to the track and has no practice on it, so it's just go out here, take a leap of faith. Yeah. The tires held up well, I think. There was only one tire issue that I can remember, and that was Austin, Austin Dillon. Yeah, right there at the start of the race where he had the tire go down, and it was flat before he even got rolling. Right. So who knows how that happened? Crazy stuff like that happens in racing all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And after that, I didn't really see any tire issues. Really no tires were cut down. No, yeah. Really no tires went to the point where the bead came off the tire, which is a, historically a problem there at Martinsville. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a good tire. NASCAR brought a good, or Goodyear brought a good tire to the track. And with NASCAR's downforce package, I thought it was good racing all around. Again, clean air was key. Yes, it was. But for the as far as the racing in the back of the pack, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, no, it was a thoroughly enjoyed short track night racing, brake rotors glowing. Aglow, that was that was
1: fun. Know, so stage one goes like this: Joey Logano, Clint Boyer, Jimmy Johnson, Martin Truex Jr., Bubba Wallace, Bill, or I said Bill, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick, Matt DiBenedetto, great run for him, and William Byron. Stage two, Jimmy Johnson came alive, winning that stage. Dave, er, uh, I keep saying their dad's names. Oh, okay. Ryan Blaney, <laughs> Joey Logano, Alex Bowman, Kevin Harvick, William Byron, Chase Elliott, Kurt Bush, and Tyler Reddick finishing out the top ten in stage two. But then Martin Truex found the lead. Martin Truex Jr. winning the race. Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Team Penske finishing one, two, and three. Another great and a solid run for Team Hendrick, who has cars all in the top 10 with Chase Elliott finishing fifth, Alex Bowman sixth, Matt DiBenedetto, great run finishing seventh, William Byron eighth, Kurt Busch finishing ninth, and Jimmy Johnson rounding out the top 10. Hendrick Motorsports showed up.
0: It was a domination between Penske and Hendrick, and then you have the Lone Joe Gibbs card. And the that win,
1: pl- gets the win. And that blew me away here. Toyota's two in the top 20 with your winner. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. and then the second finishing Toyota was Kyle Busch in nineteenth. What happened to Joe Gibbs tonight? They
0: seemed like they were off at times. They seemed well, like I mean, they were off like, the old like, well, race. during the first four sixty laps until the first composition caution. They were definitely off. Things were really weird. At one point, Corey LeJoy was passing to the Hamlin for like thirteenth, and I was like, "Wow, this is really really weird." Now Hamlin was just falling to the back, but they were they were like in and out most of the night. Well, of course, you know Truex was there at the end, but still, right. The rest of the team, I don't know what happened with Joe Gibbs there. I thought they would have been more of a factor.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. I thought they were going to be a factor, but that just wasn't the case. No. Unfortunately. Austin Dillon had A.J. Almendinger on standby for his wife going into labor. Austin Dillon got pulled from the car, running not well at lap two. He had a tire go down, a right rear tire go down ended up getting pulled from the car because he was just exhausted from the fumes of the carbon monoxide and, I'm yep. sure, the heat. Mm-hmm. It, even Truex said it. It was, felt so much hotter in the car than it did outside of the car. Ugh. But glad to hear that he's okay. He is fine. But he was pulled out there towards the end of the race, and they were trying to find someone to replace him. But at that point, I believe it was they were looking for like a Timmy Hill or Reed Sorensen, but they have left the track since they were out of the race.
0: Yeah. so You know, some of those guys, those go or go home cars, when they're done, those guys are already out oh, of
1: Oh, I don't blame them. And then Tony Stewart and Stewart Haas Racing had some battery and electrical issues plaguing them all through the race, and that shows up on the final stat sheet. Yep. I thought Harvick was doing well. Then all of a sudden, he just started dropping like a rock. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. But here's how I rated the Marnesville race. Unpredictability 8, intensity 8, memorability 8, excitement 7, competitiveness 8, with an overall rating of 7.8. Okay, that's good. And the only reason I say that, it wasn't your typical, I feel Martinsville, something's changed in the driver's mentality. Mm -hmm. It isn't like bumping, and they still rubbed and bumped and did all that, but it seems like these cars aren't on the edge anymore. It seems like if you got bumped in Martinsville five years ago, you are spinning, yeah, now, which is fine. I mean, I don't really big. I'm not a really big fan of cautions. But towards the end of the race, you're like, I want to see something exciting. Let's.
0: Well, I think the I think it's because when you say to the point that you know five years ago or so, when you would get bumped, guys are spinning out. The cars are more almost like square nowadays. You guess you could say the the front bumpers. Yeah, it's, you got a point. So that that may be why there was. So, yeah, there probably wasn't a whole lot of bumping and runs or whatever, but I think that might have to, honestly, I think it might have to do with not having any fans either. I feel like if there would have been fans there, it may, the intensity yeah, the, level the might, adrenaline have been, might have been... Going yeah, up the intensity a little. might have been a little up. I mean, I gave it an
1: 8.8, okay. but
0: I also rated it like that high because it was exciting to see Martinsville at night, finally. We finally yeah. got to see a whole race at night. I thought it was pretty good. The first 60 laps were very exciting, but that's, you know, because everybody's setups were off. Some people couldn't figure it out. Right. Joey Logano had it So, 8.8.
1: 8.8, okay. So, that does with NASCAR. Looking forward to Homestead this weekend. We got the Candor Outdoor Truck Series racing, the Xfinity race going on Saturday. And Sunday, a doubleheader with Xfinity and Cup. Uh, Make sure to tune in next week for those races. Our good friend on the show is Brian Barnhill. He's racing trucks this weekend. He's racing trucks this weekend. I can't wait. It should be a lot of fun. Maybe we could get him on here and... Yeah, we'll have to uh, uh, hit get him up the, after the weekend, you know. Yeah, hit, try to get him on the show this week. Maybe yeah. try to do a voice conference since we're on YouTube now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A Zoom call.
1: Oh, a Zoom call. Great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay, so now that we're done with NASCAR, we're heading towards Homestead. We'll make sure to cover all of the action for you next week in, at here at In The Marbles. Now we're going to get into, finally, another form of automotive racing, IndyCar. All right, so I do not have a intro yet to IndyCar. Shame on me. Yeah, well. That will come next week, though. But then the next race is July 4th, so it didn't, we'll, hey, we'll, we'll get yeah, one here on the soundboard here. But IndyCar at Texas, finally glad it's back. I wish, again, fans were in the stands. My cousin Ross, who was on the show, I think he would have really enjoyed IndyCar racing. I think it would have been a blast for him. I enjoyed it. Just seeing a different form of motorsport onto the, on the track.
2: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law.
1: 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Those cars doing 230 miles an hour through the corners. Yeah. It was great. Scott Dixon dominated the race. He was out front pretty much the whole time, and especially in open-wheel cars with those front wings and rear wings, clean air is everything.
0: That's got to be a... Very, I mean, like I don't even know how to explain. If the NASCAR feeling.
1: is here on the edge, then and here is the edge, and NASCAR, I'd say it's about here. I mean, I mean, IndyCar is right there at oh, the yeah. edge. I mean,
0: if you're running 230 miles an hour,
1: and and, and it was evident in qualifying, Takuma Sato, Rector, in qualifying, Ooh. couldn't get his backup car fixed. Ended up with a did not start. So first race of the season, Takuma Sato did not start. Scott Dixon, like I said, dominated the race. Ended up winning the race. 300-mile race. Oh. So it was a 200-lap race. Scott Dixon won. Simon Pagino finished second. Joseph Newgarner finished third. Zach Veach finished fourth. Ed Carpenter fifth. Connor Daly sixth. Colton Herta seventh. Ryan hunter Ray finished eighth. Oliver Askew <laughs> finished ninth. And Tony Kanaan rounding out the top ten. As we talked about, the next race will be July 4th on NBC, the Indianapolis Grand Prix, the doubleheader with NASCAR.
0: That should be a pretty exciting weekend, honestly.
1: It should be, and based on what I'm seeing, I don't think NASCAR Xfinity is going to be racing the road course. I think they're going to be racing the oval. Well, okay, so... But I, I'm I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm just hearing rumors. So, I shouldn't even be saying that if yeah, it's so just rumors. Yeah, so
0: that's July the 4th?
1: July is 4th that, weekend.
0: Okay. We, the IndyCar, July 4th on... What day is that?
1: It would probably be on a Saturday or Sunday.
0: I'm going to have to look that up real quick, honestly. Because... Yeah, Saturday. So, I think we get Formula 1 back that weekend, too, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Maybe. I mean, they haven't come up with the exact schedule. They just said...
0: I think it was early July was
1: the plan That'd be great. I can't wait for any of those to come back. But here's how I rated the race. And you said you didn't watch the race?
0: I did not catch it, honestly.
1: Well, you missed a good one. Unpredictability, 7. Intensity, 8. Memorability, 8. Excitement, 8. And Competitiveness, 7. Overall race rating for Indy, 7.6.
0: Sure, you're just glad to get some kind of a I'm, racing I'm glad bag, to get so. a little
1: variety in ours. I mean, I'm show. still
0: hung up on the whole fact that you said they're on the edge, and when we're talking 230 miles an hour at Texas, that's, uh, that's pretty on the edge.
1: It really is, and I thought it was a great race. But okay here, so now we're done with racing. We're going to get into our In the Marbles movie review, and this week's movie is In the Blink of an Eye. Okay, so In the Blink of an eye was created by Michael Waltrip.
0: Okay. Where did you find this at?
1: It's on, I, I, you have to buy it. It's on Amazon. Okay. Oops. So you have to purchase the actual movie. Mm-hmm. And I bought it thinking maybe they'll give us some more perspective of February 18th, 2001. It didn't. Oh. It didn't. It was just Michael Waltrip making another movie on the death of Dale Earnhardt. And his. He, it just stays there for him. I thought it would be a really good. It, it wasn't bad. But, but when I read up there in the top, no, I wouldn't. And here's why. Because it seems like every time Michael Waltrip does a movie, does a documentary, it's about that day.
0: Yeah. I, it's I about mean, I, I, that I, one I event. I would agree with that, honestly.
1: And it seems like a lot of people can't move on from that, and he's one of them. And no matter how many movies has it been in the documentaries, the Dale documentary, which we'll cover later, the day...
0: The day, yeah, that's that's the one I see mostly. Now, all the in the time. blink
1: of an eye, now it's s- all the same thing.
0: So, what I mean, like, did they just did he talk about just the day in general? Or did he just, I mean, like, there wasn't anything about. Oh, this was
1: me growing up, and you know, I grew up in Daryl Waltrip's shadow. Yeah, and did all this stuff, and wanted to be a race car driver, and then he finally got a chance to do it, and Dale Earnhardt always believed in him, and then Dale put him in his cup in his cup team in 2001 and it just Mm. again it's just one of those shows where or documentaries about Michael Waltrip that has nothing I mean it just revolves around Dale Earnhardt
0: oh okay well now it doesn't sound that great
1: and I wish I could watch a documentary about him because I thought he was one of my favorites growing up I you know he was my first driver I said Michael Waltrip was my driver he's my guy But it seems like since that time, he just can't let that go, and that has affected him in such a way. And I'm not a psychiatrist. Right. But he can't move away from that one moment, and that's unfortunate. And I wish he would. It's not a horrible movie and documentary, but let's just say something. There's nothing in there that you haven't heard before.
0: Okay. So basically, we're just um, recycling. Pretty much we're just
1: taking stuff and trying to make a profit out of it. Okay. Okay. Some people really enjoyed it.
0: How about you? How did you enjoy it?
1: Well, I'll give it three lug nuts.
0: That's it? Just three?
1: Three lug nuts.
0: Okay, well, I figured you would have gone a little lower than that. No. With the way you were talking about it.
1: It's kind of right there in the middle for me. It's not the worst racing movie or documentary I've ever seen. But is it the best? Absolutely not. I I take it you've never seen it?
0: No, and I don't know if I I want to see it now.
1: I encourage people. I've always been a big supporter of... Form your own opinion about stuff.
0: um, Maybe I'll have to try and check it out.
1: It's not bad, but it's not... You have to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just basing it off of how you're talking about how he's just pretty much going through... It's just basically mostly about Dale again. It
1: all reverts back to that one day in that Daytona 500 in 2001. Yeah. There's really not much more to it. You kind of know... Because he pretty much said you go from the highest of of highs to the lowest of lows in a blink of an eye. Come on, Mike. You need to move away from this, man. You you need some professional help.
0: (laughs) Okay, well.
1: (laughs) Well, That was in the Marvel's Movie Review. In the blink of an eye. Check it out. Form your own opinion and let us know what you think of it on our social media pages in the Marvel's. Sorry, Mike. But, I mean, yeah, he just can't move away from that one topic. He just can't move on and i feel bad for the guy
0: yeah you do feel bad for him absolutely like you said it's like there's nothing in there that we already haven't heard so no
1: there's absolutely nothing in there that you haven't heard but i mean what, what more how much more ways can you skin this cat <laughs> i think they've skinned it enough already the cat's gone <laughs> all right that was our movie review in the marvel's movie review now we're going to go on to hey man
0: oh boy hey hey man <laughs>
1: Hey, man. All right. This week has been a very crazy week for NASCAR. A lot of changes coming down. Yeah. And I've been a big proponent of this. And I'm just going to be out there and say it. Okay. <laughs> I have never wanted in the marbles to be involved in any type of political discussion.
0: I, I agree there. To
1: me, racing is water and politics is oil. In fact, you place anything, any event or passion or anything you like. In place of NASCAR, horseback riding, motorcycling,
2: mm-hmm. you yep.
1: put any type of noun or verb or whatever in there, and politics, it corrupts it. Yeah, they don't go together. What we've been going through in this country has been pretty much a changing point. We're at crossroads. Right. Everybody's making changes. I have my own personal opinions about everything that I don't feel I need to share To anybody. Mm -hmm. Because to me, friends, family, especially family, shouldn't talk politics. No. Politics corrupts everything it touches. Yes, it does. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Politics and government and everything like that just is not good. Mm -mm, Not at all. Don't mix sports into it. Don't mix your passions into it. Our job is very political in the sense of... People talking, yeah, and people doing all this stuff. It it it, it will take whatever you have a passion and drive for and wreck it. So here's my official stand on everything that's going on. I don't care. I'm going to still be a race fan. Yep. I'm still going to go to the tracks. I'm still going to enjoy myself. A piece of cloth doesn't determine whether I'm a fan of the sport or not.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: The opinions of one person doesn't mean he's my spokesman. Mm-hmm. Bubba Wallace is. Right now the ambassador for the sport. In two months time it could be Jimmy Johnson. Yep. I do not care because Jimmy Johnson's opinions might differ from me. Bubba Wallace's might differ from me. I don't care what one's opinions is over the other. They're not my spokesman and stuff like that. But don't mix NASCAR and politics. Nope. Cause people are gonna get mad. People are mad on social media. The majority of people are saying, Good, this is a good stuff for NASCAR. Yep. It will be more inclusive. I mean, we still live in America. We still have the First Amendment where we can say and do whatever we want. We could be free. Mm-hmm. That's the greatness of our country. But I'm not going to take that as a I, – I truly, it, it means no never mind to me. Enjoy racing. If, you, if you're a fan of the sport, I don't see how a piece of cloth is going to change your mind. I mean, how big of a fan of the sport were you at that point? I can see people's opinions on that. Mm-hmm. People coming into the sport that are new – They don't care. It's like, man, I just like racing. Who cares? Don't mix politics into anything. And that's my stand here at Into Marvels. I don't want to mix politics into it. I don't want to say this guy's wrong because he's entitled to his opinion or this guy's right because he's entitled to his opinion. I don't care. You can have any opinion you want. And that's all I'm going to say on that because I'll just beat the dead horse. And I think a lot of people feel like that. Right. And everybody else can have their own opinion one way or another. You know, this isn't an airport. You don't have to announce your departure, <laughs> and I'll you don't like have that. to, and you don't have to announce your arrival. Yeah. I don't care if you're a brand new fan to the sport. Welcome. I don't care if you're leaving the sport because of this. We probably didn't want you around anyway because you're probably one of those guys on Facebook and Twitter saying NASCAR died when Delonar died. Yeah, I don't care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's all I'm going to say about it. What are your thoughts?
0: I'm pretty much right there with you, honestly. It just, you know i I don't want to get into it too much i've got first of all the the Confederate flag that they're talking about is just technically a battle flag it's not the actual one that represents in general and
1: see here's the thing i don't want to get into that on this
0: right 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 because
1: so, to some people it might be like that but then this is where it's yeah that's up the where waters. you get at the crossroads I do not, and and if you feel like it's the symbol of this or that or right the, i don't care yeah See that's what I didn't want to get into, and I hate to cut you off.
2: No,
0: that's no. that's completely fine because I'm. I'm just gonna. I was just gonna get to where, like I. To me, it doesn't matter. I have never worried once about when I go to a race. Going, oh, you know, look at how many flags there are here. I'm not here to talk about all that. I'm here to just enjoy.
1: Yeah, I'm good here time. to. Wa- I'm and, here to watch the race.
0: And and quite honestly, you know, like I, like like you said, and like I said to me, it honestly doesn't matter to me. Did no. I follow it closely? Yeah, because I wanted to see what came out of it. But to me, it doesn't. I don't care. If it's gone, it's gone. That's great. But you know, now, whatever. now it's gone. Yeah. You know, it may, you know, more people might discover the sport now that this, you know, because let's put it this way I have come across people before that have never watched NASCAR and they have associated with that flag in NASCAR and then have proceeded to say that most people that are fans of NASCAR are racist. That's not the case for everybody that no, is a fan not. of NASCAR. And that's what really got on my nerves for the longest time. I mean, now that this is gone, what are people going to keep saying that? Oh, just because it's gone, I'm sure half of those people are still racist. Like, okay, now we got it. And like, no, that's not how this works. I don't care that it's gone. Whatever. Do we gain, if we gain new people? That's great. Cool. If, yeah. you know, the people that are, I saw it all on Facebook yesterday. Oh, I'm done with this sport because yep. of that. Well, then you know what, dude? That's great, man. I'm going to keep watching because. I'm gonna I'm here for the racing. Yeah, if I'm here
1: a, to worry about that right now, then we there's a problem. Yep, and I have a passion for it and I don't like politics getting in the way. No. People can have their own opinion. Mm-hmm. I'll have mine. Yeah. Most this is why I don't post on social media. Because I don't care what people's what people think of my opinion. Yeah.
0: That's why I don't do it either. I just for the longest time I just when people were posting all about politics on Facebook, it's just like, you know, there's one thing to post, but if you want to go out and make a difference, then go out, you know, actions speak louder than words. So right. when it comes down to it, like you said, the flag being gone, it doesn't affect me one bit. That's fine. Nope.
1: Doesn't affect me does. either. I don't
0: go to, like I said, I don't go to the track going, Oh man, look at all, you know, look at all this. It's just for the longest time, the sport was associated with people on the outside would say, Oh, you guys let those flags fly around there. there right. There's going be a bunch of racists in there. And that's not the case. No, obviously. it's not
1: the case. I think it, you know, and, and again, I almost said it. I almost fell into my own trap. I almost said, I think. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter what I think. No. NASCAR's made their decision. Accept it or leave. Right. The way I see it, if you leave, that gives me an open space for my cooler, potentially.
0: Yeah. And you know, I saw a tweet that said, somebody said, you know, between last year's Martinsville race and this year's, last night, the ratings were up one hundred, like 104%. Maybe NASCAR gained... New
1: fans, maybe, maybe people want to discover. Ch- yeah, it, change is inevitable. Yeah, and in every major sporting event and series, there's change.
0: Just like we talk about in NASCAR, when we change over, from when we went the Winston Cup, the Sprint Cup. You know, we leave new, you know, old eras behind, and we're in another era. Right. Just like when Richard Petty was retiring, and then you have Jeff Gordon coming in. That's pretty much the start of a the new changing era. Changing of the guard. It, it's exactly how it goes.
1: Nostalgia will kill the sport. mm mm-hmm. This the fans. That love it will stay with it. The nostalgic ones who want the Dale Earnhardt's back, the Kelly Arboros, Those days are gone.
0: Yeah, I mean, I touch about on all day long about how man, I miss the early two thousands. I thought the racing was much better, yeah. the cars were much better. But you know what? Still got to
1: be a fan here today. You know what I'm, I'll be a fan too. NASCAR made a decision. Yep, love it or hate it. I just, I, the I, call just, has been made. I
0: just find it ridiculous that people are just like, oh, I'm going to leave the sport because of this.
1: All right. Bye. You know what? Fine. See you It'll dude. be easier for me to get a camping spot.
0: That's, that's right. You might be moved up on the list. That's right.
1: Well, that was <laughs> our Hey Man. It was a weird one, but again, we want to emphasize here, I don't want to get into politics. No, not at all. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. If you're a race fan and you're here enjoying the show and enjoying the race coverages and predictions, we love you no matter what. I don't care.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, and I wanted to add into the Hey Man, it's just, it's ridiculous what you see. So I don't know if you ever heard of a meteorologist. Her name is Ginger Z. No. She's, I think on ABC, she's like one of the national meteorologists. And she put out a post today about how a few years back she had a chance to drive a race car at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And she learned from, you know, how to do it from Bubba Wallace. And she thought she just said that you know he's like a down to earth guy that's great. Well, then people commented, and one guy said, you know, he can't drive anyways, and his voice doesn't. I can't remember, I can't find it because there's like almost a thousand comments at this yeah. point. But this guy was like, he can't drive, and his you know his opinion doesn't matter. This and that, the sport is dead.
1: Everybody has their own opinion, and, and everybody's opinion matters.
0: And she she replied back and she said, look, I don't know how he drives. I just think he's a great guy, and I don't know why you're bringing this into it. And that's and that's why. See the people that like that that. Yeah. Just right out the gate or saying, well, he can't drive anyways. Well, I'm sorry, can you drive a race car? So and, I just, and
1: like we talked about, when, did, when was it stated that Bubba Wallace was the spokesman for every NASCAR fan? Never once. Yeah, He's on a platform right now and mm-hmm. expressing his opinion. And with his celebrity and his position within the sport and within everything, he's going to use that platform to do whatever he wants. Right. If Jimmy Johnson did the same thing, okay, nobody would be really complaining. Mm-hmm. Seven-time champ. Multiple race wins. Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, it doesn't matter who. Everybody has an, has and is entitled to their opinion. Yep. As an American. Correct. But that was, hey, man, we, we could go on for, we could make a whole show out of this. Yeah. I don't feel like it, because, again, I don't like politics. Never have, never will, especially when it involves something I have a passion for. Now we're going to get into our final thoughts. This week in NASCAR, Driver of the Week, and a preview of Homestead. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap raider. Right all right, we have our driver of the week, and this week in NASCAR starting to wrap up the show here. Great show. I can't, I'm very happy. I hope YouTube goes off well. I hope everybody enjoys this show, but our driver of the week this week in NASCAR, I think it's our first or second IndyCar driver Okay, in that we had Indy come back this week. I figured we'd just honor the guy who won. Scott Dixon is our driver of the week for this week in NASCAR. 283 races over an 18-year career, five championships. 2003, 2008, 2013, 2015, and 2018. Get this. His first race, it was in 2003, Homestead Miami Speedway in the Toyota Indy 300. His first win, the 2003 Indy 300 Homestead race. Wow. He came out swinging. He's the most current winner on the IndyCar circuit. He has a total of 46 wins, 114 podiums, which means he's finished in the top three 114 times, 46 of those being wins, and 29 poles. He also raced Champ Car for a year for Chip Ganassi Racing and had his first win in 2001 in the Valley Grand Prix in Nazareth, and that was also his last win. One win in that series, three podiums, zero poles. Scott Dixon, you're in the marbles, driver of the week.
0: I like that. I can get down with that.
1: All right, this week in NASCAR, what do you got for us?
0: Well, we're going to go all the way back to 1987 and uh, June 14th, to be exact. Tim Richmond makes his first start of the season and wins the Miller High Life 500 at Pocono. The seriously ill Tim Richmond finishes just in front of runner-up Bill Elliott. So winning while sick, that's a... that's a pretty big feat, I would say. Tim
1: Richmond is, was an awesome driver. Unfortunately, his lifestyle caught up with him. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to have seen him do more. Again, he would have been up there with Alan Kowicki and Davey Allison, rewriting the record books. Very good. All right. So going into Homestead, we got four races this, this weekend, two Xfinity, one Cup, and one truck. We'll start off with Cup and work our way back. Who do you have? Top I- five and honorable mention.
0: I'm going to look for J.G.R. to rebound. So I'm going to throw Martin Schrocks in my top five, and I'm probably going to throw in both Kyle Busch and Danny Hamlin also. Okay. Eric Jones, not so much.
1: Very heavy on the Joe Gibbs racing.
0: I think they come back swinging a little bit. And then I'm going to throw Kevin Harvick in there as well, because why not? You know, he's always pretty reliable week to week at this point. And Jimmy Johnson. Okay. He's a fifth. And
1: last time he won there, he won his seventh championship. Yeah.
0: So he's got some history to go with it there. An honorable mention, Matt Benedetto.
1: All right. So my top five are this. Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Clint Boyer, who's running well, Ryan Blaney, who's having a very good run, Brad Kozlowski, honorable mention, I would have to say, and this is going out there, Tyler Reddick.
0: Okay, that's not a bad move. Because
1: Tyler Reddick has a few wins there in the Xfinity Series. He knows how to get around that track. I think Tyler Reddick is going to be a guy to watch out for. Going to Xfinity. I know Dale I know it's gonna be two races. We'll combine the two, but mine to watch out for Junior Motorsports. I agree. Justin Allgaier, Michael Arnett, Daniel Hemrick in one race. Dale Jr. would be racing the other one. Dale Jr. doesn't count for me since he's just racing one race a mm-hmm. year. But Daniel Hemrick, Ross Trastain, Chase Briscoe, Honorable Mention, okay. Anthony Alfredo.
0: I like that. Just going you know, I don't honestly, I would have to go with Junior Motorsports as well, and I mean, I would put Ross Chastain in there too, but I would think maybe A.J. Holmendinger. Maybe he's slowly getting there.
1: He, he was a factor. He's always a factor now. some he's slowly getting there. Something but, clicked, and he's just always up there now.
0: But, okay, so maybe I would put Junior Motorsports in there. I think I would put A.J. Holmendinger as maybe like the honorable mention. I probably should throw Chase Briscoe in the top five. Okay. I think I should do that. What? What does that put me? That's five, right?
1: No, man. I, I lost, I'm not counting you.
0: I'm not counting know. for you. <laughs> I've lost. I'm lost already. I think that's five because I right. had to move AJ out and put him in the honorable mention spot. Okay. So
1: we'll find out here at the end of the episode when it's like, oh, you missed one, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, who knows. But for the truck race, here's what do I got? Austin Hill almost had a win there in Atlanta. Couldn't quite pull it off on that last restart. Grant Infinger having a great year. Two wins this year. Mm -hmm. One at Daytona, one at Atlanta. I think he's very versatile. Stuart Friesen, Matt Crafton, Brett Moffitt. Honorable mention, our buddy Brian Barnhill.
0: Right on. I'm going to put Brian Barnhill in that honorable mention, too. But um, I do like what you said. You said Matt Crafton. I would put Ben Rhodes in there. Right. I think, yeah, I would put Grant Infinger in there, too. But I want to also put Todd Gilliland in the top five. I think he's slowly working the world i think that you know from Roman reports is slowly working their way into being at least a consistent maybe not top contender but they're getting there it just takes some right. time so i think i lost count again but i don't even know i, I don't know I, I should like write down as i do it so i make sure I'm or maybe you correctly. just count
1: with your fingers underneath the desk like i'm doing
0: <laughs> that's, well that's pretty i good mean
1: too. we're on youtube now so we're learning all right so now before we leave, before we start wrapping this up, are in the Marvels 2.0 Fantasy League. Yes, let's get let's get to Still that. Still going on. I'll post a picture of this on social media. Beamer on a Beamer. 1,870 points. Straight up dominating this league.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How I, I don't know if he's just to us or if he's just saying I'm going to do the opposite of what they do. But the, he's having a great season so far. rnd is second... With 1774 almost a 90 something points back. I'm third with 1731. Wiregrass Racing making a comeback 1607. White Knuckle 90 1591. S Blades 1573. SMR Operations, I believe that's you.
0: That's me. I'm way down there.
1: 1564. I don't know what happened to you in the over I the think- course. You're just not doing I it, are you? I think
0: the people at the top are listening to me and going, oh, I'm going to go against him. I'm
1: definitely not listening to you. I'm doing <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> my thing. Jay Walker Flock, I'm making a comeback here at fifteen twelve forty three, 43 and me, 1479. Crunchy Enterprises, 1422 and BK Racing down there in the 11th spot at 1403. Make sure to join us on here. You still have a chance, I feel, mathematically, to be a contender in this thing for a $100 Amazon gift card, and we'll definitely do it next year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think
1: we'll have more out there, but a $100 Amazon gift card to the winner of that league in the Marbles 2.0 on Fantasy. Look us up. and If you want more information, email us at at com, or just look us up on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, that too. There's ways to get in touch with us. (laughs) But Preston, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here?
0: Uh, nope. Just ready for we- uh, racing this weekend.
1: I want to do a special thanks to everybody watching our first YouTube broadcast. And a special thanks to everybody who listens to In the Marvels every week. We didn't have quite a good showing last week, no, I feel. No, no. But I but feel like...
0: We've had those
1: weeks. We've had those weeks, but now I feel like we're bouncing back. We're finally getting ourselves out of there on different platforms. And I want to thank everybody for their time and listening to us. But if you have nothing else, Preston... <laughs> We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to us this weekend and you're hearing in the marbles. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all the latest news and updates from the world of auto racing. Make sure to sign up for and keep an eye out for us on Twitch TV at Twitch TV 4 slash in the marbles 2 for live streaming and Spiders corner with me and Charlie For Preston Mood, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for your time and listening. Have a good rest of your week and be safe out there.